Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One, two, three, four. Filled with odd fright See Jurassic right Bathing ember light See Jurassic right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right Right, right Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic Park. Hey everyone, Stephen Ray Morris here, and welcome to See Jurassic Right. This is a special little episode? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but essentially, as you as you saw in the title and the description, this is gonna be sort of a a look at what Jurassic Park and what dinosaur stuff is available to us in 2021. As you know, Jurassic World Dominion was pushed back to June 10th of 2022. So that is a big hole in our, you know, Jurassic and dinosaur stuff for this year. But that doesn't mean there isn't plenty of stuff to look forward to, as well as I want to talk about the kinds of things that we should be getting related to Jurassic World Dominion in 2021, because obviously, they still want to promote the film. They still want to get the film out there. 
So are we going to see anything this year related to that movie? Any updates? So uh, at this same time, I dropped the latest Swift Bites with some little bits of news here and there. But that was more just to kind of wrap up 2020 and look forward to Camp Cretaceous Season 2, which premieres this Friday, um, the 22nd. So that is obviously, I mean, Camp Cretaceous Season 2 truly is the biggest thing um, at least at the beginning of this year that we're getting, but are we going to be getting season three, season four? You know, that's other stuff to talk about. Um, I'm currently in my new apartment, which is why, I mean, I'm just sitting in an empty room right now in my office, which I'm really excited about. I'm really hoping to like make it cool. <laughs> I just want to like have a really cool collection space and, you know, I'd love to start maybe like doing Twitch stuff or just doing more live stream things. I just want to like set up my office to be like the ultimate content creation space anyway let's just get into it uh let's not dilly dally any longer i'll start with you know let's start with jurassic world dominion i think that to me is the thing that i'm interested in as far as like this podcast and things we can look forward to um are we going to get a new poster we obviously the 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 promotion train for stuff is very different right now because you know uh, the pandemic and things getting pushed back as far as like promoting and, you know, all the sort of normal sort of ways to do stuff are kind of thrown out the window at this moment. Um, as many of you may know, HBO Max is going to be premiering all of Warner Brothers slate on streaming this year. So that's the Suicide Squad. That's uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, you know, um, what else? I'm trying to remember other movies that are coming out in Warner Brothers this year. But anyway, but essentially, like, they've just said, hey, like, who knows if theaters are going to be back in the US this year at all. So let's just throw them on streaming. Like, we might as well invest in the streaming platform. And I think Warner Brothers is looking at this year as like, this is an investment in streaming as the future. And from the Disney Investor Day, so much of the future of Star Wars and Marvel is on streaming. Currently watching WandaVision, and I love it. Um, yeah, so uh, so it's curious to see how Universal is going to take this approach. Obviously, they were one of the first to do the Trolls like uh, world tour that you were able to purchase it on demand. And yes, and they had success with that. So yeah, so I'm very curious. I think they're really wanting Dominion to be a big blockbuster in the traditional sense by pushing it back to 2022 and hoping that, you know, as the vaccines roll out and things like that, and, you know, we have a new president who actually gives a shit about <laughs> us, um, you know, that maybe things will be better, you know, or some semblance of whatever normality you want to say. Um, by next June. So what does that mean for the promotion train and all that stuff? Are we going to get a new poster? You know, in regards to the posters, honestly, my biggest interest in that is when the when we got a poster, the Amber poster, which I love so much, I think the marketing for this film is going to really knock it, uh, uh, knock it out of the park. I think they're really going to because they have the benefit of like the original cast coming back. I don't know. There's just going to be a lot of classic Jurassic stuff going on. So I would love it if we could get another poster. Um, but particularly because I'm curious if they're going to confirm Jake Johnson's return, because if you noticed on that last poster, he was not included on that. And I don't know if that means that his role is either going to be so minor that it wasn't worth putting on the poster, but that seems weird. Cause 
I don't know. I just feel like he's a returning cast member. They would put him on the poster. So I'm very curious if they put out another poster, if that will be the confirmation that Jake Johnson is returning because yeah, I would love for him to return. He's such a great character as Lowry in Jurassic world. But um, for those who haven't kept up with the news, he was going to be in it. And then his TV show got in the way of him coming back. But then that TV show was canceled like a few weeks later. So were they able to squeeze in Jake Johnson's role or did they rewrite it out? Um, but knowing Colin and his relationship with Jake Johnson, um, you know, as far as like being in his first movie and stuff like that, safety not guaranteed. Um, I have a feeling they probably did find a way to write him back in. Um, but this ties into something else. Are they going to do reshoots for Dominion? Because most blockbusters have reshoots. They build that into the budget these days because just the way films work now so much of it is constructed in editing and so you'll shoot a whole movie do a first pass of the edit and be like oh gosh like here are ways to make it better here's ways to improve things we didn't get these things that we thought we needed now that we're constructing the visual effects um dominion has had such a different road because they shot for a few weeks went on hiatus you know they shut down because of covid and colin has talked about in interviews that they did continue to work on the movie as far as visual effects goes and things like that i'm sure that they started working on those edits as well too um, even though they only had a few weeks worth of footage so yeah are they going to do reshoots are we going to get jake johnson and dominion um i i wonder if some of this stuff will be noted um this year or not and so the other thing I was also thinking about is again, like on the normal hype train, because the, the way it has worked for the last two movies is you would get a poster or a title announcement about a little over a year and a half before, and then you would get a poster and then you would get like a cool, like magazine spread in variety or, or entertainment weekly or something like they've done in the past, you know, with like. Uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Ellis Howard and Colin Trevorrow and stuff like that. And, you know, are we going to get a kind of magazine spread? Like, I think to me, my dream, like magazine shoot would be the original trio, you know, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, uh, Jeff Goldblum, alongside uh, Bryce Ellis Howard, Chris Pratt, and Isabella Sermon. to sort of show the new trio sort of, you know, these two you know, dynamic forces from, you know, the first half of the Jurassic franchise to this new half, I think. And then, you know, Colin, like in the middle or whatever, you know, like, I think that would be really dope. Um, I definitely think they want to do, I can just sense that they would want to do something with the original trio, um, showing them in costume or something like that. I think that would be freaking awesome. Um, you know, obviously I think we're going to get more interviews and behind the scenes stuff, um, as I mentioned in the Swift Bites, Colin Trevorrow just talked about on Twitter the other day, responding to a fan about how he's editing scenes with uh, Dern and, and um, Neil and, and Goldblum together. So it's like clearly there's enough stuff of them together that I think they would want to really, again, to reel in, you know, people who have been more lukewarm on the new phase of the franchise. I definitely think. Um, as seen in, you know, what marketing we've had so far that they're going to step with that foot forward. So I'm very curious to see how all that shakes out because again, like I was saying, it's like, okay, title announce poster, uh, magazine spread. Then we get a trailer either in like November, early December, um, uh, you know, then a Super Bowl spot, you know, and then the movie comes out in June. So are we going to get a trailer in November, December? Like we typically do. 
um, you know, is it going to follow that same protocol or are things going to be a little bit different and weirder just because of the state of movie theaters and things like that? You know, I, I don't know, but de- I definitely think we're going to get a trailer this year for sure. But like, I wonder if it would be released earlier. Like, I wonder if they would like, like do a dope tra- like teaser trailer. Oh, here's what I would love. Now that I think about it, here's what I would really love. I would love a trailer when Dominion was supposed to come out. I think that would be really cool. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be anything super significant. I think it would just be something maybe like Claire or Macy like or Blue or something like meeting and then like the reveal is seeing the original trio and like that's the that's like the like the hook and be like one year from now. Like I think that would be dope. I think that would be a great way to build hype. You don't have to show a lot. Again, um, I love trailers. I love the formula of trailers. I know people say they spoil and stuff like that, but I mean, so much of trailers nowadays are just misdirect. They're like create exciting imagery to get your butts in the seats, rather whether or not those scenes or anything are actually in the movie themselves. It's really just like a flash reel sizzle to try and be like, boom, come on, watch this, you know? Um, but I think knowing Colin and I feel like the the stuff that has rolled out for Dominion so far, it has been much more organic and much more like personal because I think a lot of people think that like all this stuff comes from the filmmakers, but it's like, no, any promotional stuff is just ha- is just handled by an outside company um, or, you know, it's handled by people at Universal who have nothing to do with Dominion or the movies, you know. It's the way it goes, you know, it's like, you know, Universal is like, okay, we want to promote Dominion. And then Dominion is like, you know, they ask the producers, Frank Marshall and, you know, hey, give us some assets, give us some things, you know, they have parameters. And then those assets are handed over. And then that's what they make the trailers out of. That's what they make, you know, marketing materials out of. That's what the photos and stuff like that. So, but so far it's felt a little more homegrown and organic to me because of all this pandemic stuff. So ideally a really dope short one minute long teaser that reveals our look at the original trio in 2021, 2022 would be incredible. One year from today, dominion, boom, inception, you know, (laughs) Um, I think that would be the coolest way to tease dominion in a way that's, you know, that sort of is provided of this opportunity to do things a little bit differently right now. So, um, that's as far as dominion goes, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes trailers have been really popular, but I don't see something like that happening until we're closer to the movie's release date. Although I, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, if fallen kingdoms behind the scenes trailer came out, I believe it came out after the first trailer, but before the second. And I really like those behind the scenes trailers, which I think were popularized by Marvel and star Wars, where it's like, you love this cast. You love this crew, you know, here's we're making an adventure. And I, I definitely could see that happening. And maybe that could be happen first because I think dominion and universal have made a big deal about, because I think when it's all said and done, I think dominion is going to be very remembered for, it being this big blockbuster that did shoot at the beginning of COVID during the height of COVID height, I guess, I don't know. Is it still a height, but you know, just being that first movie back to do it, I think uh, because universal did it right. I think they're going to really want to promote that. So I think that might also be a feature. I mean, again, we got all this 
you know, footage on Twitter of Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum playing piano and, you know, Laura Dern and uh, Jeff Goldblum doing gags and stuff on Twitter. Like, I think they're going to really want to lead with that trio and doing that stuff. Again, Bryce has also been part of it too and and stuff. So I think they're going to really want to lead with that stuff because it, it gives you a good feeling like your favorite people, you know, went on this adventure together. That was an adventure in real life, you know, <laughs> not just one in the movies, you know, um, all living in a hotel together. I think that narrative is really, I think that narrative is compelling. You know, I don't how realistic it is. I don't know, but I think, I could see Universal wanting to lead with that um, as far as a way to sort of capture people's attention and really be like, okay, this is the last Jurassic World movie as part of this, like, you know, original saga. And I think they're going to want to make a meal out of it personally. So um, let me know what you think. Do you want to see a trailer? Do you want to not see anything? Do you even watch trailers? Let me know. Um, Again, Camp Cretaceous season two premieres this Friday, January 22nd. Uh, January 22nd, I'm going to be, I'll probably stay up again and watch it. And, um, I'll be posting a spoiler review and a non-spoiler. Um, I'm very excited to watch it. Season two looks incredibly compelling. I broke down, sort of broke down the, the second trailer for season two in the Swift Bites that I'm posting at the same time as this. Um, so go check that out to listen. Um, unofficially season three has been confirmed, um, because on Amazon and on, um, you know, um, Penguin, Random House, uh, they've already, you know, there's already listings for Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous season three as written by Steve Beeling, who, uh, I interviewed for, uh, volume one of his junior novelization of Camp Cretaceous. Go check out that interview. Um, so like that's already confirmed. And I guess this is where I wanted to talk about my sort of Camp Cretaceous theories as far as like the way that their seasons were going to work out. Obviously, the way DreamWorks Animation works out, they probably, you know, had most of season two finished when they finished season one. And I think that's why they're pushing this out early because of the success of season one. Um, and then I think I think the probably the plan was to have season three come out just before dominion so does that mean season three would have tied in with dominion or not because if they're still putting out season three this year then i don't think it would have because yeah i think if it was supposed to tie in directly then they their hands probably would have been tied they probably would have had they probably would have to push season three back until next year because it might spoil events for dominion or something which i i just don't think that's how i just don't see them tying that to that i think i think camp cretaceous is going to become a new arm of universal's jurassic plan and i don't think they want it to be hindered by the movie's main release i don't i just that doesn't make sense to me i think they want to keep pushing out camp cretaceous um which is why it takes place during and after jurassic world like people keep saying time jumps and stuff like I think the show ends when they get off the island. I think the show ends when we hear the first rumblings of the volcano. I don't think any of the Fallen Kingdom stuff is going to come into play uh, to Camp Cretaceous at all, other than maybe the opening scene um, in Fallen Kingdom where Rexy chases uh, the guy on Main Street when they're getting the Indominus rib and all that stuff. Like, if anything, that because that takes place like pretty quickly or like within the first year after Jurassic World. But I don't think. 
I don't think we're going to get volcano stuff at all in Camp Cretaceous. I think maybe we might see the rumblings of the volcano activate, but I don't think it's going to tie in heavily with the show or it's not going to tie into the show until it ends. So my question is, so if we're still going to get season three in like May or June, are they scrambling to put together a season four and five of Camp Cretaceous as we speak? Because yeah, I just wonder because if it's not tied to Dominion at all, was the plan to, you know, if they're not planning to tie it with Dominion at all, are they just going to keep rolling with it? Like, where are we going to get a season four, like in, you know, October or something or December? Like, I just wonder how the rollout of Camp Cretaceous, because the rollout, I mean, I say that I don't want Camp Cretaceous to be hindered by Dominion, but I also am curious what, what the rollout plan is. Now the Dominion is no longer on the table for 2021. So I wonder if the, I wonder if they're, to me in my head, it seems like Universal would be like, and DreamWorks and stuff would be like, okay, well now Dominion is not coming out this year. Let's, let's focus on Camp Cretaceous and get at least another season um, after season three. Um, Cause again, season three has been unofficially confirmed, but nothing beyond that. So are they going to try and aim for another season this year? Which to me would make sense because it's like, if you start the year off with season two and then do like, I don't think they're going to do eight episodes of season three by itself. I think they're going to, again, pair it up. And so my, my guess would be that we're going to get at least three seasons of Camp Cretaceous this year. That's my, that's my guarantee to you. No, that's not a guarantee. That's, that's just me guessing. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of a lot of my thoughts about that. I think, again, you know, we've seen, you know, during the pandemic, so much stuff get pushed around and movies sort of get the weird short end of the stick movies like black widow and wonder like black widow is not even out yet. It was supposed to be out a year ago or, you know, almost a year ago, um, you know, and tons of stuff for wonder woman, like came out in like May and then the movie itself didn't come out till December, you know? So it, I think universal has an advantage here and that they decided to push back dominion far enough ahead that it's not like we're getting toys and tie in books for dominion when the movie actually isn't going to come out till next year. Um, so I think they're going to be, so to me, it's like, what are they going to use to fill that vacuum? And I think we're going to get, um, uh, beyond season two, I think we're going to get at least two more seasons of Camp Cretaceous before next year. So that's my, that's my guess. Oh, this is new. So when I, when I wrote this, my notes, excuse me, Godzilla versus Kong is going to be premiering on HBO max in some theaters, March 26th. It's moved up from May. So that's really exciting that we get to see this a little bit sooner. Um, I didn't see the first Godzilla in this new franchise, but I have seen King Kong and the second Godzilla, you know, they're all fun, you know, so is anyone looking forward to that? I, I will probably end up watching it because I have HBO Max. But um, yeah, let me know if you want me to do more with Godzilla. I, Andrew Roebuck is a huge Godzilla stan. Go listen to our Caveman episode that I put out a, uh, last week or two weeks ago. Um, so maybe I'll do something with him. Andrew, hi. <laughs> Let's do maybe teach me about Godzilla because I don't think I've ever seen the original. Um, I've only seen the you know 1998 version um, and bits and pieces of other Godzillas. But um, yeah, let me know if that's something any of you are interested in. I mean, Godzilla is, you know, dinosaur adjacent. So um Let's see. Are we going to get any more Lego movies or TV shows? Obviously, we had the Jurassic World show, and then we had the Double Trouble special, which I still haven't seen. Um, yeah. Are we getting any more Lego stuff? I love the Lego stuff, so bring it on. Um, 
uh, oh, are we going to get any updates about Sphere? Because the folks behind Westworld are going to start developing a Sphere TV show, assuming for HBO. And Sphere is my favorite Michael Crichton novel besides Jurassic Park. Um, and I love Westworld, the TV show. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping we get some more news on that. And again, any updates on season four? <laughs> I feel like hoping for any news about Westworld is like the show is so long between seasons. Um, you know, who knows when we're, I mean, season four probably won't even come out until 2023 or 24. So it feels like, you know, maybe we'll get some updates about when the production's going to start. Like that seems the most likely. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I just have a little sheet here. Obviously, we're going to get some more uh, Camp Cretaceous tie-in stuff, which I'm really excited to check out. I really liked Steve Beeling's junior novelization, so I need to get season two and three. Um, Toy Fair was canceled this year. Uh, curious if the Mattel line how it's also affected by Dominion because toy stuff needs to be made so far in advance. I mean, again, we saw battle at big rock toys in like April when the thing didn't even come out till September. So, but I think it's far enough out from June that I think maybe they were able to pivot. Um, collect Jurassic has a lot of great information on the new toy line and stuff. We're going to get another Spinosaurus. So for folks who weren't able to get the Spinosaurus toys, um, either the blue one or the OG one from the legacy line, we're going to be able to get another Spinosaurus. Um, oh, it was just announced the other day that we're going to get a Ray Arnold Amber collection figure, which is so freaking awesome. Um, I haven't been a big fan of the Amber collection. I have the Raptor squad. Um, I don't really like the big humans, but I might make an exception for Ray Arnold because we've never gotten, it seems wild to me that you know sam jackson is one of the biggest movie stars of all time if not maybe the biggest and we have not gotten a ray arnold action figure obviously it's not one of his like biggest characters but hold on to your butts is one of the most iconic movie lines of all time i don't know i i i I hope he comes with a cigarette a removable arm and uh you know we get a like you know press a button on his back or pull a string that says like hold on to your butts you know like that would be the best uh, you know, uh, there's been announced a handful of new Lego sets, which I'm excited about. I, I, I've, I've liked the Jurassic Legos as they've gone along. I really didn't care for them too much when they first came out, but the, some of the newer sets have really grown on me. Um, 
uh, tied into the dominions thing like jurassic world evolution 2 uh doesn't seem like that's on the case uh i mean i still have to play the first jurassic world evolution on the switch anytime i watch a video on what to do or like tips and tricks i get overwhelmed but maybe i'll gather the courage um you know to uh to do something with that so um jurassic world aftermath which is on the oculus um that came out at the end of uh this past year um and it looks like there's a dlc for it coming out soon uh have any of you checked it out i am looking to check it out myself uh soon so i'll keep you updated about that um the velocicoaster <laughs> it feels weird to talk about you know that kind of stuff because <laughs> who's going to theme parks right now? Um, I mean, I personally really miss going to universe. I mean, it's, it's wild to think it's like Brenda and I spent so much of our summer in 2019 at universal studios. Like I was going through pictures and it was like every week, like when you have a pass and you live, you know, really close to universal studios, it's, it's just, it was such a joy to just go there for the afternoon. And then even before that, I used to go and like work there, like before I would go record MFM or whatever, like I would go hang out at universal for a couple hours and I really miss doing that. And, um, technically my pass was still good and they put it on hold. So, Whenever the park opens again, I'll, I think I still have like four months left on my pass. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to go to the Velocicoaster, but yeah, I have no idea when I'm going to be going to theme parks again. Um, but speaking of live experiences, I just this weekend, I attended the Jurassic Quest, which is a outdoor animatronic dinosaurs experience um, that you do in your car, you know, the safety of your car and everything like that. And it was such a blast. It was so much fun to like, even feel a little bit of that, you know, universal studios, that kind of thing. Um, it's really charming and really like homegrown and all the animatronics look beautiful and are really cool. I'm going to be doing an episode about that. And I interviewed some of the folks involved with Jurassic quest. So stay on the lookout for that pretty soon, but it is going across the country this year. They've they're doing so well because there's so few activities that are safe to do. Um, that these sort of drive, I did one also for around Christmas time at Dodger stadium for Christmas lights. Um, so I think we're going to be seeing more of these like drive through experiences that you can do from the safety of your car. And so to me, it was like, Oh, this is Jurassic park. You're driving on a tour. It was really cool. I mean, it's very different cause you're in a parking lot and stuff, but, uh, it is, it is as charming and fun as you would think it is. It's just, you kick back in your car, get some snacks and yeah, you get to look at dinosaurs and they play an audio tour. So you get to learn about each of the dinosaurs. It was really fun. So, um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about, this is, I just wanted to keep this short just because, I mean, again, there isn't like ton, like there is, there is going to be a lot of stuff to do this year. And I'm looking forward to this year for SJR personally of doing more science stuff and maybe doing a little bit more deeper dives. I kind of want to rewatch all the movies and maybe do something with that, but I want to find a new angle for approaching all the movies. But um, yeah, there's still a lot to do. And so I also at the last, you know, the last thing I, I wanted to take a look at was like, what are some of the Jurassic World Dominion cast and crew doing this year? That could be interesting. Um, and so Bryce Dallas Howard directed two episodes of the Mandalorian and her episodes are great. I think she should, uh, you know, direct a future Jurassic movie, if not a future Jurassic trilogy. Uh, but we learned that the book of Boba Fett, which is a, um, 
I don't know if it's limited or not, but it's going to be so before we get Mandalorian season three, we're going to get a book of Boba Fett series and knowing her relationship with Lucasfilm and the sort of, you know, it seems like they really like if you watch the gallery, which is like the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian, they really like hype up Bryce as a director. And I mean, it's well deserved because, you know, the way that the actors talk about how much compassion and empathy she has as a director, because obviously she's used to being on the other side of it, you know, running around from green screen dinosaurs, you know, it's like she knows what it's like to be an actor in these big budget spectacles. And so, um, yeah, I'm hoping that maybe she'll be directing an episode of the Mandalorian um, of Boba Fett, uh, you know, so maybe we'll get to see that when it premieres in December. Um Omar Sy, who plays Barry in Jurassic World and upcoming Dominion, is going to be, I think it's on Netflix now. It's a Lupin series, which is like, um, he was like a detective. It was uh, these novels by Maurice LeBlanc. And it's the same novel detective series that inspired Lupin the Third. So that's on Netflix now. So I want to check that out. Um, currently, Daniela Pineda, or she might have already finished filming, but she is going to be playing Faye Valentine in Cowboy Bebop. I don't think that's coming out this year, but um, we'll probably get a sneak peek of her as Faye, which would be really cool. Um, and then Michael Giacchino is currently scoring, you know, besides scoring Dominion, he's also scoring Spider-Man, uh, the third Tom Holland Spider-Man and the Batman um, that Matt Reeves is directing, that Robert Pattinson is starring as Batman. So, but I don't, I don't think maybe the Batman, oh no, Spider, the third Spider-Man is coming out at the end of the year, supposedly. And then I think the Batman is also coming out this year, if not next year. So that might've been pushed to next year. And then Jay Bayona's Lord of the Rings, I believe arrives this year as well. <laughs> if, if I, I realize, like talking about it now, that some of this stuff might not even be coming out this year, but it's stuff to look forward to. And again, I'm really looking forward to Jay Bayona's Lord of the Rings. Um, a synopsis came out recently, you know, it's set during the second age, which is like thousands of years before the events of Lord of the Rings. It's kind of, um, if you remember the prologue from Fellowship, where you saw the races of men and elves, the men of Numenor, um, which was the original like realm of these like men that are like higher, like have longer, like, you know, it's from Aragorn's like Aragorn's great, 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 great grandfathers or whatever. <laughs> um, so it kind of covers that time and sort of the first appearance of Sauron. I believe I have attempted to read the Cimmerillion, but have been unsuccessful thus far. But um, I hope we get a sneak peek. I I'm so curious to see what Jay Bayona's Lord of the Rings looks like. And Jay Bayona, of course, directed Fallen Kingdom. And Emily Carmichael is going to be writing and directing an original Colin Trevorrow story called Powerhouse. Um, I'm curious to know what it's about. Who knows if that is happening this year still, just you know, because of Dominion getting pushed back and stuff like that. But again, something to look out for. So that's it. Um, what are all of you looking forward to this year? I want to... You know, I, I'm trying to think of other things to do this year and stuff like that. Other cool, you know, other cool dinosaur things. I mean, I know natural history museums are trying to do more virtual events and things like that. So I just want to maybe this is, you know, keep up with the dinosaur news more. Um, again, everyone's reception of the science series was so great. I really kind of want to make that maybe more of a regular thing if I can. So Yes, but let me know. Are you going to be watching Camp Cretaceous season two this Friday? First thing when it comes out, are you hoping for more Camp? Cre are you like, let's go all in on Camp Cretaceous while we wait for Dominion? Are you going to be playing? Are you playing Aftermath? Are you going to be playing? Are you playing Evolution still? You know, now that it's on the Switch, um, are there other dinosaur games that I should check out? You know, other toys that you're looking forward to and stuff like that. I know Target recently just put out a new display 
for Jurassic World toys. And I saw that there's a new Plesiosaurus repaint, which I'm really stoked about. Oh, I hope we get a Plesiosaur in a future Jurassic movie. But that's it. Follow, uh, you know, follow the show on See Jurassic Right, Estera Pod on Twitter, See Jurassic Right on Instagram, See Jurassic Right Podcast Facebook group. Thanks, everyone, for being so supportive during the holidays and, you know, always. And, yeah, let me know what you're looking forward to. And go listen to that Swift Bites episode. And other than that, I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.